There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's not every day you can double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With my bookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code Sports drink, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with the, all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That is S-P-O-R-T-S-D-R-I-N-K to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. UVA okay. football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow-tie-wearing, brie-cheese-eating, NASCAR-wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. (laughs) That's absurd. Welcome back, everyone, to a special uh, emergency pod version of the Guys and Ties. I've got Rob on the phone. We had to get one out today. It's Thursday. It's about nine o'clock. Uh, we were both busy until like neither of us saw the 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 presser right away. So we were both a little kind of shell shocked. Rob, how are you feeling? News that Bronco Mendenhall is out as coach at Virginia. Shocked. I don't know if I can say it this way, shocked, but kind of not surprised either. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the timing definitely caught me off guard. You know, I don't think anyone was necessarily expecting Bronco to step down after this season. But, you know, if you read the tea leaves, this kind of aligns with what he said all along. You know, he said he's not a lifetime football coach, that the pandemic has really uh, weighed heavily on him. So, you know, I mean – when you kind of take everything to context, it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember, I mean, what, six years ago now when Mike London was, uh, I mean, technically Mike London resigned too, now mm-hmm. that I think about it, <laughs> take that as you will. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, when you think about it, I remember being very, having like that surprise feeling, like almost uneasy feeling when Mike London was let go. Mm-hmm. And with him, it was a foregone conclusion. He was going to be, uh, let go after the season. And honestly, I didn't really particularly like the way he ran the program. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is, I have kind of those same feelings right now, but more so because in a lot of ways, I really did like Bronco Mendenhall. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, how, how are you taking this all in? It's just weird. You know, like we just went through a rebuilding process six years ago and it feels like almost it feels like it's been longer than that. You know, like Bronco was a great coach and I really enjoyed watching him on the sidelines. You know, he was pretty unwavering the whole time. Not a lot of emotion while 
he was out there, and the few times that you do have emotion from Bronco is pretty memorable. I I always think back to the him running down the sidelines on the um, tech scoop and score in the end zone to kind of seal the game in t- uh, 2019. And so that's that's kind of what brings me back is is you know he was his, he was a great coach and he really did bring us out of the gutter of the ACC Coastal, which itself is a gutter. But you know we were in the gutter of the gutter, <laughs> and he brought us all the way to the Orange Bowl two years ago. And it's just kind of weird that now like we reached that point where we were pretty good. We were really good. And now, after a couple of years, you know, pandemic and everything, uh, we have to start over again. So it kind of feels like a hard reset right now. You know, it's like, it's like, why are we doing the factory reset right now? It just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the right time for me. I didn't expect this really at all this year, personally. No, for sure. And, you know, it's, as you said, we're recording this just hours after the announcement has been made that Bronco is resigning. Um, it's a bit up in the air. You know, did Carla Williams ask him to make changes to the staff? I don't know. I don't know if that'll necessarily come out either way. You know, Jerry Radcliffe did have an article that I just saw that said Bronco Mendenhall reached out to Anthony Poindexter this week see if he had interest in joining the staff. So, you know, and then, of course, we'll get into this another day, but Anthony Poindexter is the name that a lot of people are starting to throw out there as the next UVA head football coach. So, anyway, you know, it's just, you know, I'm still kind of processing all of this because it just doesn't, as you said, the timing isn't necessarily great, you know, going through this transition on defense, at a time when a lot of our offense is actually potentially, um, you know, has the option to return is probably the best way to say it. And that goes from offensive linemen to wide receivers to the outstanding quarterback, Brennan Armstrong. Yeah. And if Broncos not there, I'm not necessarily convinced many of those guys are going to be sticking around at UVA next year. So it is going to be a transition period, like you said. I I fully expect that, regardless of who the coach is. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about Brennan Armstrong, and I think that's a huge, huge part of this, right? Is what does Brennan do next year? And that was already kind of up in the air. It's like, you know, will he go to the draft? You know, he's not he's not kind of viewed as a first round draft pick right now. But I think a lot of people are thinking he comes back for another year, plays really well maybe some Heisman discussion, you know, if we were any decent next year. And then and then he can go to the draft as maybe one of the top quarterbacks. But, you know, if he goes this year and maybe if Bronco knew he was leaving this year, does that factor into the decision? I just I just don't know. But at this point, I really can't see a reason why Brennan would want to come back to UVA, especially considering his coach is gone and you know, you're talking about people leaving. The whole offensive line pretty much is a senior and could leave. You know, he's got a couple of his favorite receivers who are seniors in Keaton Thompson and Billy Kemp. Both could go, both could stay. And Lavelle Davis is a huge name, a huge person. We haven't, he didn't play this season, but 
You think he sticks around for a rebuild? I'm not convinced he does. So just kind of a, it feels like the whole team is basically, and I know this is not true. Like we don't know who's coming back and who's not, but it feels like the team is just decimated. Like defense sucks right now. Offense could suck next year. It just feels like, it feels like we're at ground zero right now. Yeah, to a little bit it does. Although I will say, you know, as we have this discussion, I think it's important to kind of separate the forest from the trees, you know, Mm -hmm. looking like immediately right ahead to next season. Yeah, there's cause for concern. And obviously, you know, it's going to kind of take on a rebuilding type of feel kind of regardless of who that next coach is. But you also have to think bigger picture as well. And, you know, that's honestly where more of my, intrigue and also admit admittedly a little bit of concern lies because when I'm starting to look at the Virginia job you know I think Bronco Mendenhall fits so much of what Virginia was looking for in a football coach and you know many of those same respects he shares with Tony Bennett Mm -hmm. who's obviously been so successful as a basketball coach what I mean is uh, a commitment to academics a commitment to selling the university as you know, as a public Ivy, the way that the rest of the marketing campaign works, you know, the idea of, um, you know, on the field plus off the field, um, you know, there's just very, there's a lot of similarities in the way those two approach it. Now, listen, Tony Bennett has done that at a much higher level than Bronco Mendenhall has, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of similarities between those two players. So now I start looking into what type of person would want the Virginia job, you know, they're obviously going to make a hire and it'll probably be someone they sell to the fan base really well. But, you know, before you they do that and you take a look at the job, you know, Virginia has some limitations in the fact that they want someone who kind of upholds a lot of the same values that Bronco Mendenhall did. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, Mike London didn't do it as successfully, but he shared a lot of those same values as mm-hmm. far as commitment on and off the field. And that ended poorly. Then you also have to look at the facilities. You know, the Bronco Mendenhall came here on day one. You know, I covered his opening press conference. And Bronco Mendenhall said day one, you know, these facilities aren't good enough. You know, we we have to do better here. And it's not so much that, you know, having shinier weights and a bigger facility is going to make them stronger or better, more athletic. But it sells a commitment to football from the school, which Virginia currently lacks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be concerned coming into UVA with the facilities it has, especially people who are looking to recruit at admittedly probably a higher level than Brock Mendenhall did. So I think it could be a tough sell to the right coach, which is kind of where my focus is more, uh, is more lying right now. I, I agree with everything you said about, you know, a potential rebuild next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm looking a little bit longer term as well. I think, while Bronco did have some shortcomings, you know, he fit the profile that the university really wanted. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can find someone who fits that same profile and is also able to translate those results onto the field as well. Yeah, dude, I just, you know, I think I'm looking past the new hire because I just frankly have no idea who they would hire. As you said, you know, Anthony Poindexter was someone who they who is a name that's been floating around, but you know, is, is he the, is he the right fit? Is he, you know, is he, we know he's been successful at, at a Penn state recently as the co-defensive coordinator. 
would he would he fit well coming back? I think it's kind of a trend. I think it's kind of a trendy thing nowadays for athletic directors to hire someone who you know used to play at the university or is around the university a lot, or someone who's associated with the university. Kind of like Michigan with Juwan Howard or um, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, right? Those are basketball examples. But you know, for football, I think I think this is kind of the same. Is that you know you want someone to excite the fan base and you want someone to to get you know you want the splashy hire. UVA is not a place that can get a splashy hire like stealing Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame or or getting um, uh, Lincoln Riley to go to USC. We're not that kind of place, and we're not going to make that kind of hire. So I think, I, and my gut feeling is telling me that we're probably going to do someone, or we're probably going to hire someone that's loosely associated with the program at minimum, right? Because and I, I know Bronco wasn't at all. Bronco came out of freaking nowhere, right, with his hire. And I just think, you know, as Carla's first hire, she's got to make it good, right? It, first football hire, she's got to make it really good. And I hope I hope it goes well. Do you think they would hire someone before the bowl game or after the bowl game? It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code S-P-O-R-T-S-D-R-I-N-K to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. We are also sponsored by Symbol. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market that for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. With On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time you, you your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join all the people who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. We are also sponsored by Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other athletes, insiders, and fans. It is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to your favorite team uh, losing to their rival and uh, all the sadness that you have. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whatever group you want. Go ahead and download Spotify Greenroom today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
I mean, I'd assume they'd want to hire someone before the bowl game, honestly, as soon as possible. For all yeah. we know, it could come within the next several days because the ticking time clock right now is the early signing period. Mm-hmm. And the earning signing period um, starts like middle of December. I, I don't know the date off the top of my head, but it'll probably start before the bowl game. Okay. And it's very important that you know they try to wrap up the class and we don't know what's going to happen with this recruiting class but the early signing period is why you see teams move so early and firing and hiring football coaches i mean Mm -hmm. just look at virginia tech you know they knew they had made the decision that they weren't going to retain justin fuente and that's why they fired him with two weeks left is because you know even after a win even after they beat duke the prior weekend in football they knew they were going to move on, and it made sense for them to do so now so that they could start you know, transitioning that class and making changes and reassuring those uh, recruits. So anyway, one thing I do want to say is you bring up uh, a couple interesting points you know, as far as where this next coach will come from. Again, you know, everyone's throwing around Anthony Poindexter. We'll see how that plays out. I guess time will tell. Um, you know, I, I see really two paths. You know, you could go the Bronco Mendenhall path that's kind of out of left field, you know, someone that maybe fits the values really well of the university. Um, But, you know, the weakness there is that Bronco had no ties to the area, you know, as far as recruiting to go. And the best recruiters, you know, Hagen's has been a great coach, um, but, you know, maybe wasn't necessarily the staff's best recruiter. It's tough to say. Like Mm -hmm. the Virginia guys he had there weren't necessarily his best recruiters. So, he had trouble, you know, recruiting the state of Virginia. And I mean, that's why you see UNC come in and poach so many kids from the state. So, you know, that's kind of the balance they're going to have to try to find someone who, you know, potentially has ties to the area, ties to the school. um, But also someone who kind of fits kind of the same mold Bronco does. I think you have to kind of fit both together and the perfect hire would be my opinion there. And the one other point you addressed, which I think is a good one, Carla Williams, you know, this is a big reason why Carla Williams was given the AD job yeah. to, you know, she had the football tie. She was assistant athletic director at Georgia, Georgia, which will most likely be playing for a college football championship soon. And, you know, she dealt with the big alumni base. She dealt with a big donor base with big expectations. And she came in and she, to her credit, you know, it's been slow, but she's been trying to help Bronco put more resources into football and you know there's been some obvious shortcomings so far but this is kind of what she was hired for she was the if you want to say craig Littlepage was the basketball focused athletic director Mm -hmm. carla williams is the football focused athletic director so this is a big hire for her to it's really important that she gets this right yeah and well just because like and you've preached this so many times is how a healthy football program really will sustain the rest of the athletic department right now the football pro i mean i feel like the football program was was sort of healthy you know it's like someone who's pretty healthy but kind of gets sick a lot with like a cold and um (laughs) a little a little floundering just just because the fans weren't necessarily involved as much as probably a really good football program would want and, you know, we didn't have kind of the success last year and this year that you would want. Now, if you, if she, when she makes this hire, as you said, she's, she's coming from Georgia, right? Big football school. She knows what it takes 
to have a successful athletic program. This is this next pick has got to work because you know the last two coaches, to be frank, um, both lasted six years, which is you know it's a fair amount of time, but it's not the amount of time that you're going to want a lasting coach to have, right? To have a lasting impact on a program, you're going to want someone and, you know, we're bringing Tony Bennett and I think Tony Bennett's an unfair example because the hire was once again, out of left field kind of no one really expected him to be hired at UVA, but he has shown so much poise and, and what UVA wants in terms of academic excellence and on and off the court excellence, uh, Carla's got to get this one right. And so whether fans like it or not, I think that she's going to know best and, you know, the people around her are going to know best as to what to do with this hire. And so I'm I'm excited to see who it is and and who we get because, I, you know, it's always – it's a new chapter in life and – not life, but new chapter in, <laughs> in, in our family. Well, it kind of is for us. We're yeah. so invested. I know. It, like, honestly, kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like our fan. Yeah, it's our new, new, new chapter in our fandom, and super exciting. You know, we were talking last week about you know not talking about the state of the program, and now we're like, <laughs> do we have a, we don't do we have a program right now? I don't know. I have a I have a question for you, and sure. you know, I, if if someone gets hired, and my guess is that it's not going to be someone on the current staff. That would be just my gut feeling. Do you think anyone on the current staff would be asked to stay? And if they were asked, do you think any of them would say yes? I'm mostly talking about the um, offensive side because the defensive side, I'm not sure I want a part of that right now. But the offensive side has shown that they know what they're doing over the past couple of years. Do you, do you think that they're offered and do you think that they would stay if offered. Yeah, you know, it all depends on who the next head coach is. Um, you know, when Bronco came in, he brought 100% of his own guys pretty much, but he kept Hagen's around. Mm-hmm. I think Hagen's ties to the schools, his coaching and his ability to put great receivers on the field. You know, I think Hagen's has a very strong argument to stick around. I mean, I think Jason Beck's resume has been very strong as well. Um, you know, he's developed three great quarterbacks and Kurt Benkert, Bryce Perkins, and now Brennan Armstrong. So, you know, I mean, those are the two guys off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's going to depend on who the head coach is. And if this guy, if the new coach is kind of an up and coming guy, that he might lean on these existing coaches more, um, you know, maybe look to hire a couple other guys from that group. Yeah. You know, if this guy is, a more established head coach kind of in the same mold that Bronco Mendenhall was. And yeah, he might bring some of his own guys, guys from his own coaching tree or coaching trees that he's been a part of. So it's really tough to say, um, you know, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion either way there. Do you? I don't, I, I think, you know, I think it'd be nice to keep Hagen's around. I really like what he's, I really like him. First of all, he's a great guy, great person, love his values. I love his coaching too. Like he's coached some guys up into really great receivers. Dontavian Wicks wasn't even on our radar really last year. And now he's one of the best receivers in the ACC. 
you know, so we've got a great coach in him, a great recruiter, knows the area, and I think he should be kept on. And, you know, Bronco kept him on from London. But besides that, I'm not, you know, I really, I have, as you said, I think it depends on who it is, right? Do you want someone who who will bring in all their own people or is he going to kind of pick and choose um, what what he wants? So I think that's interesting. Rob, I've got, I think, one last question for you, and then I, I think I want to wrap this up. I just wanted to, I think, just a quick little thing, and maybe we can break down a little bit of what it means more later, kind of once everything's settled, maybe bring on a guest who knows the program a little uh, really well as well. Um, Bronco went 36-38 and 38 in six seasons in at UVA, so he's guaranteed a losing record at UVA. Um do you think that he was a success? Like, was this a successful coaching hire for UVA six years ago? I think it was successful. I, you know, it's tough to say it was like overly successful, Mm -hmm. but I think there was more good than bad. You know, I think Bronco came in and he brought credibility to the program. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been people the past couple weeks that, you know, to some extent, understandably have, you know, been frustrated with the performance on the field yeah. and wondering if there were going to be changes on the staff or maybe even the head coach altogether. And what I think a lot of people miss when they call that out is that Virginia was so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I, our first year and our fourth year, we were both, both years were two and 10, yeah. you know, Al grow with the exception of the 2007 season the program really wasn't relevant for the last couple of years of his tenure was mm-hmm. never really relevant under Mike London's tenure. So what, what Bronco did is after a tough first year in Italy, he brought stability and he brought credibility, you know, Virginia it's, it's admittedly kind of a low bar to hit, but mm-hmm. you know, they've been eligible for a bowl game each of the past five years. You know, the orange bowl was a great moment yeah. and I had a lot of fun that season. Yeah. And, you know, I think as far as roster planning, I think as far as long-term vision for the program, he raised a lot of good points and, you know, he provided a sense of stability and vision that this program hasn't had for a long time. Yeah. So I think, you know, there were missed opportunities and, you know, most people who listen to this podcast know that, I like Bronco. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he analyzes mm-hmm. problems. Um, you know, I he, I like the way he thinks in kind of a business sense. You know, I I feel like I think in many respects somewhat similarly to the way he does, at least when it comes to the idea of the UVA football program. So, yeah, you know, he had his shortcomings um, for sure. You know, there were things that I wish were done better. Um, you know, I think there were things that he wishes were done better. Yeah. But, you know... I I think overall, I have a tough time saying it was like wildly successful or anything, but I think, you know, he clears the hurdle of doing more positive than negative for sure. I, what do you think about I, it? I completely agree with everything you said. I think that what he did to this program, as I said earlier, he kind of scooped us up and gave us, put us in a position to be successful. And we weren't necessarily successful all the time on the field, but he did you know, bring us a sense of normalcy to a program that had really been terrible for a long time. Like I, I didn't like, that's why I'm such a big basketball fan is because we were so bad for so long 
that I, I like basketball better because we I had better times at basketball games. We were much more competitive during during those times. So I, I think I agree with everything you said. I do I think I want to leave it at that though, is just, you know, thinking that Bronco was a success for this program. I you know, we're a pro Bronco podcast and and so I, I think I'm definitely sad to see him go. And I'm curious to see where the program will go next. I think that's the word I am right now is more curious than anything and um, mystified as to where where we head. But with that, we are the Guys and Ties. Thanks so much for listening. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Go ahead and follow us on iTunes and Spotify if you want to keep listening to us. Go ahead and give us a follow on Snapchat and Instagram too for all that bonus content. And we will see y'all next time. Go Hoos. Yeah,